good grod, it must be that time again for the Grodcast podcast. Welcome to Grodcast, where we talk about comic book pop culture. We talk about The Flash too. don't worry, we're going to get there. But we definitely talk about the comic book pop culture. This is my first official podcast, so be gentle with me and judge it excruciatingly, please. The only way I'm going to get better is if you tell me how bad I am. So we're going to start talking a little bit about The Flash himself. There used to be a Flash TV show that aired um, probably in the early 90s, I would say, 91 or 92, and it didn't last for more than a season. No pun intended, but flash forward to now, and we have quite a successful Flash show on the CW. And I think we should take a look and start our podcast by looking into why now was a good time for this show to come back. What is it about now and this time in this society that we live in now that makes a show like Flash so viable and so functioning on television? And I think the first thing you really need to look at is just society now in terms of what we do and how we function. I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically we live in a fast world now. We didn't live in a world as fast as it is now. And now we live in a fast world and that's all we want. And the deeper meaning into that a lot of the times is we just wish we had the speed and the ability to do everything as quickly as we can. And I think that's something that the Flash has that has that direct embodiment of the the outside meaning of the Flash. Wouldn't it be great if you had these powers and you could use these powers to help you fix your day and do things that help you become a better person in a lot of ways by having this time, the extra time, being able to get something done much quicker than you would before. All this speed, all this need of quick, it ties into a lot of what we have, you know, our iPads and our syncing our computers to our phones and our TVs. And, you know, we have all this media that connects to each other so we can do something at a push of a button. And I think the uh, top of the iceberg with that now is really quickly to change gears is Domino's and their emoji text pizza thing. You can send a text message and get pizza sent to your house. It's that quick. And so that's something, for example, in our culture that we that we appeal to. And that's something that we really enjoy this luxury of fast being able to get things done quickly so it gives us the opportunity to experience more things and that's where a lot of it comes from a lot of the time is a passion to just see and experience things as people we love we love that experience we love that new and that good and that everything in between the bad and the good and it's just stuff that we want to be able to experience and see And so going into the part about the Flash that really, on the inside, really represents a lot of people. Just the general feeling of of goodness. And he's a really quirky guy. And he's perfect in the sense that he's not really a balance of anything too much. He's goofy. But then he also has a lot of issues. And he's insecure. And he bumbles. And he has difficulty with time. The irony being a speedster that is difficulty, has difficulty with remembering time. And what time thing is supposed to happen versus when he actually gets there, being late. So you have this perfect, imperfect character in the sense that they have all the qualities that you can relate to. So there's a really good writing staff in this show that really gets you to get the feeling of who Barry Allen was. And they got you to feel that pretty quickly. They were able to establish him as this bumbler of of, of men, but by night is this speedster that has all these great accomplishments and he can do all these wonderful, fantastic things. And 
So there's something in there that's both inspiring and relatable at the same time. So I think that's really why The Flash was able to succeed so well now is as a society, we've really established that this is what we strive for. We want this ability to do so much in so little time. We want to get things quickly. We want to go places quickly. We don't really like waiting. We want instantaneous gratification. And so our society now really idolizes that in a way. And so again, a show that covers the idea of doing everything quickly and everything gets done fast and everything gets done neatly and well. And that's something that's really um, desirable for us. And so we feed into that feeling when we watch the show. And then, of course, the other side, again, being this very relatable human being story. You have a story about a human that really just kind of had this gift and said, oh, I've got this gift. You know, what can I do with this? There's something I could do these set of things or I can do those set of things and eventually he chose the set of things that involved being a superhero as opposed to some of the other people you see on the show given the opportunity and they just make the clear point that at any time if you decided to go the other way like this is what it could look like and so that constant moral compass keeping him focused also helps because it's inspirational and motivational to us as people you know sometimes hearing that everything is is going to be okay if you work towards it and you strive towards it and you're passionate about it. And so that's kind of what they're going for. And to try and get us to relate to that is really easy because we see so many flaws in Barry as a character and we see so many quirks in him that make us feel relatable and say, Oh, you know, I do that. That's something I feel I can do this just like he does. So it's this perfect blend that I think came at such a great time and it had such a good follow-in with Arrow, which also is a great show and will probably be discussed in this podcast multiple times depending on guests we get on the show who might come and join us, friends, family, sometimes maybe even somebody that's involved in the business itself. My goal one day is to get to talk to these people about this stuff and not necessarily even just how it relates to Flash, but how it relates to everything, everything about pop culture that is now. Because pop culture now is something that I only as a child dreamed of. I never believed that this would be the way things are now. And I guess it makes sense because all the people that make decisions now are from our generation. And this seems to be a general thing that we all appreciate. And so getting pop culture so in the mainstream is such a fantastic gift that we get and we get to enjoy this who knows for how long but right now this is what society is and we get to revel in that and get to experience this culture that for a lot of us didn't get it as a kid i mean stuff was there but it wasn't in the same way and you know i remember many times where you know the conventions used to be just going in someone's attic in some apartment somewhere or you know one room in a hilton in buffalo i mean but these are the things that that started it for me getting to experience conventions and so finding them more accessible now again tying into that concept of instant gratification easier access to things we have that now we have that i mean to the point where we have it so much that it crashes websites when comic con comes up or you know star wars ticket pre-sales went to the point where fandango crashed i mean these are incredible things that you would think think even like 15 years ago, 10, 20 years ago, you would have never thought, oh, okay, wow, Marvel's got an entire line of series on movie and TV. 
and DC is coming out with all these incredible shows. And then you have people like Brian Michael Bendis with independent works like Powers getting on television and getting a shot. So there are all these facets for something that literally was just destined and, and attuned to Saturday morning cartoons and whenever Batman the 60s show was on FX or you know even earlier than that. FX Family, Fox Family. So, I mean, but just, you didn't have it. It wasn't as accessible. It's a gift. It's fantastic. It gives me the opportunity to try my luck at a podcast-type situation, as you're hearing right now. And so trying it out is something that I would have never done before. But there's such a culture now of go out and try this new thing that you can do, where you can speak to everybody, feel as though you might be able to shed some some opinion and thought onto something, and continue the great discussion that is pop culture fandom. And that's what our goal is. Just want to let you guys experience pop culture, get a taste in everything, and just really get a handle on that broadcast name because, gosh golly, I can't tell you how happy I was to find that that wasn't a thing yet. I know that it exists out there now, and I'm super excited. You can check out Twitter at Grodcast. You can check out Facebook, Grodcast. You can check out, I might end up doing Periscope. You can see Periscope at Grodcast, and I think that's all the media that I know. If there's other stuff that I don't know about, uh, maybe that's stuff too at some point. But I definitely wanted to get a handle on an experience about it. So you can check all this out also, like I said, at Grodcast, at Twitter. I mean, <laughs> at Twitter, at Grodcast, and Facebook page Grodcast. I'll probably post stuff on there about upcoming episodes, any general thoughts. Sometimes I might even tweet during an episode of a show and do some commentary on it. And like I said earlier, the show is fantastic. If you have not seen the Flash show that airs on the CW on Tuesday nights, Netflix season one. And I'm pretty sure there's no scarcity of finding it out on the internet if you're looking for it. Again, just the age that we live in, all this neat stuff, technology goes super fast. We have such access to all this fantastic media that centralizes itself around something that was confined to one or two days a week growing up as a child. Or, like I said, in someone's side room in a hotel in Buffalo. Like, this is a dream come true, and it's really cool that we all get to experience this age. A lot of what we're trying to do in this podcast is to talk about the current pop culture. So if you want to send any questions or ideas for episodes on Twitter, uh, help me put together some stuff and I'll give a shout out. Anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about in pop culture. Obviously the Flash stuff. Now I'm never going to claim to be the expert on Flash. Maybe I'd like to call myself a Flash aficionado at best. Um, you know, if I were to take a certification test on the Flash, I think I might be able to pass that and prove that I do have expertise in knowledge of the area of Flash. But I by no means know everything, nor do I know as much as some of my friends and counterparts in comic books have. So, obviously, I'm never claiming to know everything. So, a lot of the podcast is also going to be a learning journey we're going to go through together and learn stuff that we might not have known about earlier works of comic books or things, facts relating to The Flash specifically. And obviously, based on the name, we're going to talk about Grodd sometimes because it's a giant monkey that has telekinetic powers that is able to do crazy things like make Joe West, spoilers if you haven't seen the first season of The Flash, put a gun to his head, fearing for his life. And so we're definitely going to be talking about Grodd.
Sorry for the pause there. That was to allow for the commercial spots. We have quick little commercial shout-outs in the middle of episodes, and I typically remove them from the podcast. So that's what that space is. But please, feel free to ask any questions about the Flash you might have, and I'll be more than willing to answer them on Twitter or Facebook. Or even if you have a question about something that you think could be an episode regarding the Flash on one of our broadcasts. And you can check that at, at Grodcast on Twitter or Grodcast on Facebook. And now I'm going to stop talking about Grodcast plugs. Anyway, so back to what I was saying before the commercial break was, we have this new culture that it really makes us exposed to pop culture media and conventions specifically. And so the convention is an interesting thing now in that it's taken a shape and a life of its own that it did not have before. And that is, we see this transition from what conventions were back when we didn't have conventions like now, and it was just, like I said, in someone's attic, a basement, a side part of a Hilton, it wasn't as much as it is now. And seeing how much it is now, it's a mixed bag, but again, any exposure to comic books, anybody bringing comic books to the general public, making it a central part of our day and lives get thumbs up in my book. And I know some people feel as though it takes away from what it used to be, but in the grand scheme of things, if this is the piper that I got to pay, see that flash reference there? I really need to stop making bad flash jokes. But so paying the piper, so to speak, in terms of having these many conventions, and maybe I don't get to go to the convention as many days as I used to because so many people are buying tickets, but it means that that's something that's desirable, which means you're going to get more of it. I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as such a great opportunity for us as comic book fans to just be able to experience conventions. And so having that many people that interested in our culture, in our society, the nerd geek culture that once was, now is the top of the pile. We have such an advantage. We have such tremendous influence in what we see. And you see that in other shows. Now, the one that I'm really digging and was I super into more than anything else other than The Flash, uh, TV shows got to be Daredevil. I mean, what Marvel was able to do on Netflix was take a character that nobody could really think anything of. And we tried it once with Affleck. Shout out to him getting Batman now, which is not something he needs for me. But again, as a fan, it's just super cool to see Ben Affleck taking on the role of Batman in, in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. But what I'd really like to thank is everybody getting behind all this stuff like Daredevil. And that's a show now that everybody cares about. And everybody on, uh, that I know of that's seen it on Netflix has been in love with it. And it's got, it's got so much to it. It's a procedural. It's a friend show. It's an action show. It gets all these components and facets. And the best part is it ties into the Marvel Universe. Those movies and those TV shows ain't by coincidence. They were specifically calculated and, and figured out so that they could bring you this cross-platform entertainment. Not only across uh, mediums, but, but media types. I mean, audio. We've got you know things coming out now with dossier files and such. And we have movies that tie into television shows. It's fantastic. It's all this great media that we get now, and they're all connected. And so you'll see characters from this crossover from characters on that. And so you will always get the same superhero being played by the same guy. So there's that great continuity. Captain America will always look like Chris Evans, Captain America. Until they decide to replace him, that's Captain America. 
And so you get to see these characters appear in other t- places. And like Daredevil, you're going to see these incredible crossovers with the other TV shows and the other characters that are going to make their way into things like S.H.I.E.L.D., where you get to see bunches of characters from the movies already making appearances and making the groundbreaking in humans decision where the mutants in their Marvel Universe copyright reasons are inhumans. And we will see the rise of these inhumans, where they come from. And that is something that will go through to movies also and the other television shows and movies. And it's just fantastic. The synergy is fantastic. Which brings us to another interesting point. The rumors and speculation that Robert Downey Jr. will no longer be Iron Man in the capacity that he won't have Iron Man as as a character regularly. And so, does that affect the universe of movies and TV that we love so much? Is that going to have as big an impact as we think it might be? I mean, I know that he plans on playing a couple more roles as Tony Stark, but... I, you can tell that he's getting ready to be done with it. And so what do we do in that wake of, we had this guy, and we need to figure out what we can do. Hopefully it won't happen, and Downey will stay on as long as he can, because when you got a role like that, and you feel the vibe, I guess for a while it's great to ride, but we're not in his shoes, so we don't know how he feels about it. He could be exhausted because he'd like to try other things for a while. And maybe it means that he takes a break from Iron Man for a while, and they do the whole Tony Stark is an alcoholic, he's in rehab for the years thing and then he comes back ready to go and you get your Iron Man again and so everybody's like oh wow yeah good call blah 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 demon in a bottle it's a good it's a good run of Iron Man issues check that out if you can sorry to hiccup burp there kind of impeded the process I don't really know much about editing this is all stream of consciousness thought and so if it sounds horrible that would be why and I'm sure I need to edit and learn all those procedures but I first need to see if people are listening to it, so if you're listening, please give a shout out and let me know that you enjoy what you're hearing, or you really don't like it. Again, as I've said, I'm not going to get better unless you tell me how bad I am, so feel free to tear into me that way and tell me what I need to do, because it'll help make the show go a lot better and continue spreading the message of comics and pop culture and what it means to be a fan. Grodcast is to be a vessel for the pop culture comic book society to travel together on a journey of discussion. I know that sounded really posthumously self-inflated, but I just really want communication about pop culture and superheroes and pop culture and sci-fi like Doctor Who and pop culture in British sci-fi stuff like Sherlock and pop culture in movies and pop culture all around because that's the society we're in right now we're at a very cool time and so at that note i think i'm going to sign off on the first ever grodcast join me in another week where we talk about some more pop culture topics i think i'm feeling a star wars discussion i think it's finally something i'm ready to talk about i was never a huge star wars person until i really started really getting into the literature and the movies and the stuff that was written in the books and the comic books. So I'm really absorbing a lot of Star Wars now, and I really think I'd like to toss my hat in as a discussion person about Star Wars, or at the very least see how bad I am at it. Maybe I can navigate the waters of this new Star Wars trailer, which as of November 1st, 2015, I have not actually seen. So maybe I'll watch that and then talk about that. That'd be something. That seems like something I could probably do without messing up too bad. So let's give that a shot. Anyway, this is Ben Toper from Grodcast saying good night and Grod help us all.